0: Welcome. We are a mother-daughter podcast about all things surrogacy. Together, we have brought eight beautiful babies into this world, and we would like to share our knowledge of surrogacy with those who want to educate themselves on the topic. This is Stop, Sit, Surrogate.
1: Welcome to Stop, Sit, Surrogate, a surrogacy podcast in which uh, myself and and my daughter have gone through surrogacies and we are going to share all the ins and the outs, the goods and the bads of surrogacy and hopefully educate whomever might be interested in delving in in this journey of helping a couple become a family. My name is Ellen and this is my daughter Kennedy. Hi! And we hope you enjoy And maybe learn something from our journeys.
0: So, like my mom said, my name's Kennedy. Um, uh, Some people out there might already know me on um, social media and Instagram. I'm Surrogate with the number eight because we have both together. We have um, brought in eight beautiful babies into this world. So, basically, just jumping right into it. I'm I'm currently 26 years old. I'm a single mother, a proud single mommy, and I started surrogacy when I was 21. I had my son at 20, and the moment that I found out that I could be that I was fully eligible to be a surrogate, I jumped head first. And since then, I have been able to provide three families, three beautiful babies, and I've loved two thirds of it. <laughs> uh, the last um, the last surrogacy was definitely a rough one. Uh, but we'll get into that later. Most definitely.
1: And so we learn, I started- we learn,
0: mm-hmm. we, learn yeah, we learn from
1: our from the ones that might not be uh, all puppy dogs and ponytails Rainbow. and all that stuff and rainbows. But um, every, every journey is a learning experience, good or bad. So we're yeah, going to yeah. share it all.
0: And there's a lot of things because I, I, I so jumping a little bit ahead here, but I, I grew up with surrogacy, uh, obviously, because my mom uh, was a surrogate. And that's also how I came to know about surrogacy and why I wanted to join it. When I was five, uh, you did your first surrogacy, but it was when I was, I, was I eight when you did your second? Yeah. Yeah. You were seven. Oh, I was seven.
1: Yeah. I think because, yeah, first one I did was two thousand, second one was 2001. Okay. You're better at math. So seven? seven, five and yeah, five and almost seven. Right.
0: Okay. So what was your, I just remember from the second um, couple that you provided. Well, I what? just remember that your I just remember your second journey, uh, really clearly. And I remember we were walking into, uh, Benihana's and for my birthday, I think. And it, they came with us and I think you guys had just found out the heartbeats or something, something big happened because we were also celebrating that, but the just the pure happiness and joy look that was on their faces, and the amount of respect that they didn't just show and give to you, but your whole family and their gratitude and just everything from from that moment, And then also to when you, you know, delivered the babies. Um, it was just like, oh my gosh, my mom's like a, my mom's like a superhero. Look at, look at these superhero powers that she's been able to provide for this, such a deserving family. And that was definitely something that I knew I wanted to do at such a young age. And um, I mean, a big part of why I got into surrogacy, you know, the other, big part of why I got into surrogacy as I said I'm a single mom so financially uh that is another big pull um motivator right mm -hmm.
1: a motivator yeah yeah it
0: was a big motivator for sure and I as we're talking you're sitting in your house and I'm sitting in my house so you know and
1: amazing amazing in itself
0: yeah and goal achieved but um and was able to provide three beautiful babies and healthy babies to three different families. So that's, that's the start of it all for me. So you,
1: don't, you didn't have, well, you did have a significant other at first when you first decided oh. to do surrogacy. So can you share a little bit about it, maybe how that reaction went or if you got any pushback because um, you wanted to be a surrogate from your significant other?
0: Right. So I was in a relationship with my boyfriend at the time, who is the biological father of my son. Uh, And he was very thrown aback by it. Uh, Not a a huge fan. I don't think he was educated at all on the matter and definitely was not looking into the future of what it could, the, the possibilities and opportunities it could hold for you know not just us but for our son so yeah and uh he told his parents and i remember his father sat me down in their backyard and was appalled rather at the thought of me even having that thought of being a surrogate i
1: and how old were you
0: again i was 21. you were both 21? No, he was 20.
1: He was 20. Okay, so relatively young to be taking on such a huge undertaking. For sure. Right. So I could kind of understand his pushback, but... uh, Well,
0: but that wasn't, that had, that that didn't come up in the conversation, though.
1: Ah, okay.
0: Age age wasn't a thing. It was, oh my gosh, you're going to have a baby for a different family and, like, you have your own, like aren't you shouldn't you be taking care of your own family this came from
1: his father came from his father. interesting wow
0: yeah so that was you know a bit gut-wrenching to hear because that's what i was doing i am taking care of my family i'm taking care of the future of my family and now i have everything to prove that but at the time uh, i just think that they were uh, to put it politely, just very uneducated on the whole, on the whole thing, um, and so, <laughs> so <laughs> which, which is wasn't... odd, which is odd for
1: me to hear coming oh. because
0: mm-hmm.
1: they were able to grow their family by two adoptions, your mm-hmm. boyfriend being one of them. Mm-hmm. So they used an alternate method, per se, not the conventional method, to have their family, but yet are being so judgmental in the way you're deciding to help someone or other people who just have a roadblock and can't have children. So just very, very interesting to me that, that, that didn't even come full circle that they could understand. Wow. What a gift.
0: Yeah. And I don't want to put they in there. Um, That's true. the The mom and me had a relationship for a while and she you know, was very kind and understanding. And I think she got it, but the, uh, the, his dad, I think was really looking out for his son, which whatever, like, that's fine. But that's also what I was doing. So, you know, and I, I think, I think, um, you know, they were already financially stable, but they were also much older than us. And so, just just a very uneducated, uh very just they were just very un, he was just very uneducated and I wasn't as educated as I am now to be able to clap back so quick and be like, Well, this is point A, B, C, and D as to why I'm doing this. It was more like, fine, say what you gotta say, but I'm gonna do it anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Did they ever um, come around? Well, you mean did he ever come around or did he ever
1: come around? Sorry, yeah.
0: That's okay. Uh honestly we well that's a whole other thing but i i don't know i don't know okay well because we didn't we we lost touch
1: that's true you did
0: right so i i don't know how his feelings are about it today i'm i'm sure he would be happy and pleased to know that you know oh my gosh yeah look at that my grandson has a house that he can call his own so yeah right but that's again that's just another reason why you know talking about surrogacy because a lot of people either don't know about it or don't understand it I get asked all the time oh my gosh you're okay to give up your baby right well no it's not my baby again that's being you know sadly that's just being uneducated that's that was way back probably when you were doing it like Big question. Right?
1: That was the first question I always got as well, and and I had to come up with something to be able to answer people, so that I just wasn't caught off guard every single time. And onto this huge explanation of why. So I basically would just tell people, you know, yes, it's a, I'm a surrogate, and you would, they would get that look, and and I would, and they would ask about, well, giving, are you? How could you give away a baby? Number one, it's not my child, and number two, I'm just. Kind of housing or, or borrowing it for nine months until I can give it back. It's almost like it's, 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 they don't have a, a uterus or they don't have a, a home to, to grow a child. And so I'm just right. babysitting pretty much for nine months and then I'm going to just let them have their baby because I never would get attached to any right. of them because I went in with the purpose of yes. not mine.
0: Yes. And Uh, just a side note on that two side notes actually one of them you have to go through a lot of psychology like you have to go you 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 have to see a psychiatrist like more than once like they have to make sure that you're mentally stable that you're just that you're prepared that you know the possible you know the possible um outcomes what
1: bad things could happen, what good things could happen, and it's a psychologist, not a psychiatrist. Yes, psychologist. That's okay. Um, Because we're not put on medication for this, but we are put on medication, but not psych meds. Uh, But you do, you have to take a battery of tests that you have to be cleared psychologically. And then even during your surrogate journey, you have to check in with the psychologist, you have to go to Mm -hmm. support meetings, which are all good and well. Um, especially Especially if you
0: don't have, you know, if if, if you're not as lucky as me to have had a surrogate in your family or someone who fully supports you or a family that supports you, because then you can talk to all these other ladies who are going the exact same things as you.
1: Correct. Correct. Yeah. I mean, there are things out there that that the, the agencies do put in play to, to help surrogates, but again, it's, it cannot be a cookie cutter mold. Each surrogacy is going to be its own unique dynamic between the intended parents and the surrogate and the agency, and you've got this little triangle or little affair going on with three different parties, mm-hmm. and sometimes there is going to be some friction between those people. And that's where it can get dicey if the agency's not having your back. So we'll talk more about that type of things on other podcasts. But it's yeah. just, as you can kind of tell, there's a lot of to this other than just oh yeah we implant a embryo we get pregnant we go to hospital we have labor there's a baby you get a big paycheck yeah that's not no there's a way more to this than just that
0: that's so funny that you say that because uh yesterday one of somebody that i know referred a couple that's an ivf to me which is completely fine i told i told my friend i was like yeah i'm more than happy to answer any questions that they have no problem at all and you know they they had just found out about surrogacy because of me so they didn't even know that it was a thing and i was like oh my gosh <laughs> this is that's crazy uh because you know now celebrities are coming forward with it and saying like oh yeah we've you know we used a surrogate like and it's and it's becoming more of a conversation but still it's not the big conversation of how does surrogacy work, what gets put into surrogacy, you know, like everything like that, that hopefully we can, we can address here or for the most part, but they did ask me a lot of questions. And then at the end, they were shocked to hear about a lot of it. And of course they asked me to be their surrogate. And I was like, oh, you're so sweet, but um, I'm taking, I'm taking some years off (laughs) because having four babies in six years is just too much. (laughs) Wow. So we,
1: we talked a little bit about how, um, your boyfriend at the time and his family reacted um Mm -hmm. how old and, and I think your son which is my grandson was was young during the first one but as he aged how did he react to this all these like the surrogacies
0: right so I had he was a year and a half when I got pregnant with my first surrogate baby um who is now oh my gosh is she gonna be four I think so yeah, she's going to be four. She's going to be four in December. Oh my God, that's crazy. Uh, And so I didn't explain it because he was a year and a half and he had no idea. He just thought that mommy had a really fun pillow. Like it was, it was just comfy. So there was that. My couple, great. We have a great bond still to this day. I love them to no end. They're great human beings.
1: And luckily, you had a very easy pregnancy with that pregnancy you oh yeah we're going to disneyland with your son <laughs> and you were going and running around he's a toddler and you were working right. and you you wouldn't have even known you were pregnant because it didn't slow you down yeah so that was i won't say luck but given your age that was awesome because you were so young and you could keep up with a little 18 month old so as he got older how did he react
0: right so as he got older my second surrogacy i got pregnant in december of 2018 and that little girl just turned two last weekend and they called me which is so nice um and she knows who i am so that was really cool to see wow. uh and she had my gift that i got her for her birthday so that was really cool but he was three at the time. So he kinda understood it. It was more of the conversation of how you were saying earlier, like they don't have a uterus. So to explain it to him, I was just saying, cause he loves cookies. So it was, okay, so they want to make cookies but their oven is broken. So they're gonna have, they're gonna mix all the cookie up, you know, but mommy's gonna cook it in her oven. And then when the cookies are done, they're going to take the cookies home. Like it's, it's just that, you know, and I think he understood it for the most part. Cause he never asked, where's my sister? Right. Oh, wh- why isn't the baby at home? He could care less. He was three. He was like, nah, attention on me. This is fine. So right. luckily that was, I mean, that was, that was great. And then by the third, uh, the third surrogacy, which happened during the pandemic, it was at the, what I got, pregnant in August of 2020 and the baby was born March of 21. Yeah. So that was a, that was a roller coaster of a ride journey, uh, which definitely will be a podcast and a half, but easily he, um, he completely understood it. Then he was going, you know, when they got to go back into school, he was saying, Oh yeah, my mom's having a baby, but it's, it's not my brother or my sister. So I think he, you know, he really got it. <laughs> I wow. think, uh, he enjoyed telling people that because he was like oh your mom's pregnant so is mine but it's it's not ours (laughs)
1: right and for little four-year-olds to comprehend that who aren't around surrogacy i'm sure there were some table (laughs) conversations at dinner when those kids got home and go ashton's mommy's pregnant but it's not theirs so (laughs) very interesting how how that could have because it's it it's amazing you're you're doing it you're doing the surrogacy and you have a child and your family pretty much knows about it, but it's it's amazing how many little feelers and how many little threads go out, and it affects a lot of people. Oh, not for the bad.
0: No, yeah, but it just yeah, it it brings up a lot of questions that a lot of the people have because I lot. would always be stopped, and I, I, <laughs> I have to confess, and I know a lot of surrogates like to do it too because it's just fun, um, and that is you know, when you're out and about and somebody's like, oh my gosh, how far along are you? And and say you're with one of your kids. Because in order to be a surrogate, you've had had a kid and that kid, you know, everything has to have gone smoothly and you, um, the kid has to be with you. Uh, you know, you, you have to have uh, custody of your child. And so, um, so I always loved going to Going to the fun aspect of it when people would say, "Oh, are you getting a brother or a sister?" And I'll say, "Oh, no, it's not mine. And depending on the generation that you say that to, right. you get different looks. so i've I've learned to not say it to the grandmas and the grandpas, you know, like your 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 parents. like I wouldn't say it to that generation because right. they would just, I've done it, and they've just looked at me like, um, I don't understand. And right. then your generation, it's like, Oh, okay, sure. It's like that Kim Kardashian lady. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Like it's, you know, it's, it's kind of there. And then my generation, they're like, all right, whatever. So, yeah. but it, it definitely brings up a, it's an icebreaker, That's for sure.
1: <laughs> Along those lines when I, it'll be a, it'll be a podcast all by itself, but I, I was lucky enough to have triplets for a family. And I, that pregnancy is very, very vivid in my mind because there was a lot of different variations on it. And one of the things, the fun aspect of it, we would all go to dinner. I had three children at the time, a husband myself, and then I had this huge belly, which was huge from six months and up. I mean, it just it looked like I was going to pop any day. And you, Kennedy, were the one who liked to tell people if the waitress was sitting us down, you go, oh, are you, when are you guys getting a brother or a sister? And you'd say they're not mine and there's three in there. So you would you would say that to waitresses and waiters all the time, and the looks we would get. And I said, "Yes, she's right," and we would just go on and order our food. And like it was just boom, you shut them down. So the (laughs) fact that you do it now
0: is kind of fun. I don't even remember that.
1: And Amanda was like a little embarrassed. That's your sister. She was kind of oh god here we go again you know and then brett <laughs> just kind of kept to himself but you really got into it with the how many ways can i zing them or how can i say it like oh, they're not ours and there's three you know <laughs> yeah so just a little tidbit there
0: well that's fun yeah well, i haven't changed much That's, nope, not, that's good haven't. to
1: know you absolutely haven't it's
0: good to know that's funny so
1: i want to ask you a question hmm. um since we kind of answered what if there's your favorite part of surrogacy and your least favorite part of surrogacy, kind of in a nutshell, like what would you think the favorite part is? What did you enjoy the most?
0: Uh, honestly? You can be honest. No, I know, but no, 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 no. I, well, obviously I'm gonna be honest, but there's a lot that I enjoyed, but it's funny because when I think of what I enjoyed, I literally only think of the two of my first two journeys and the joy in that was when they got to see their baby it was this euphoria yeah like it was like this weird drug it was like you can't get that anywhere Mm -hmm. it's an addiction and I remember I will I remember I will remember this forever I had my first surrogate baby and you were like you're gonna be addicted to surrogacy. And I was like, no, I'm not. This is the one and done thing. I'm fine. And I did it again. And then you were like, you're gonna do it again because you're gonna be addicted. And I was like, no, I'm not. I've had, this is three babies. I'm like 24, like th- this can be done now. And I did it again you did. You <laughs> because did. that feeling is just, it's like nothing else.
1: It's, it's Christmas times a hundred. Like it's Like crazy.
0: times a million. million. It's just it's the best. And when you have, it's, it's the best when you have a great relationship with a couple too. If you, if you don't, it's still great. You did, you know, you did, you you did what you got into surrogacy for, you know, you made your accomplishment, you made all the marks, the end goal was reached. It's a beautiful moment, but to really enjoy it long lasting for years to come is if, you have a great relationship. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, because I know you've been through several surrogacies too, but it's true. having gone through different kinds, it's it's, it's true. like my, my right. the one who just turned two, I messaged them because they, they live in Australia. And so I messaged them the day before her birthday here it was on the september 4th and so i messaged them on september 3rd and within 30 seconds i well i said happy birthday you know hope it's a great day blah 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 and uh in 30 seconds they're like can we can we facetime you i was like oh my god yeah it's like 10 o'clock here but i'll facetime you like totally fine and we did and she said hi kennedy and she showed me your toy it was just it was that's that's the best and it then is the best. my first couple i still get to see pictures and she's so tall and so pretty and it's right. crazy and she knows who i am i'm her california mom which is so funny because they got that nickname from you yeah, for me yep yeah <laughs> that's so, so funny it's so it's so cute i love it but um to that's be on honest- my
1: california mom comes from my triplets um they were two and they were trying to figure out because i was a topic of conversation in their home um because it was for a gay couple men and the kids started to ask questions because they were going to preschool and their dads made them little books and they put my picture in them and they called me you know the dads referred to me as ellen and the kids said no that's our california mom and so it just stuck and the parents just let it happen they relished it until the kids were done saying it you know now they're like 19 so i don't think i'm their california mom anymore but like all through those formative years, that's who I was. And I wore that title proudly, but I wasn't pining for them every day. Like, oh, oh." no, they lived their lives. And yeah, we got updates and we chatted, especially they were so kind on my birthday, every birthday. They, because without me, they wouldn't be here. Like, and I'm sure that's what your um, intended parents also think it's, it's just, you affect so many people but your main goal was to just allow a family or a couple to become a family. Really, mm-hmm. is what the goals were. Um, paychecks didn't hurt either, but mm-hmm. you know, I, I mean, right. I get what you're saying with that first. So, what was the least?
0: Yeah. In, so, in the, a nutshell. Yeah on a on a sour note, the um the thing I would say I you know that I'm not a big fan of surrogacy would be the agency.
1: Interesting. Now, how many agencies did you use in your three surrogacies? Two. Two. Was one far superior than the other, or did they kind of have the same flaws?
0: Complicated question. Okay. Because my first agency, horrible. Just just horrible. Uh,
1: Horrible because of the aspect that they didn't support
0: you, or because... No, no, just, just, they were just, uh... Unorganized. They were just like, oh, you're here, okay. Uh, now you're gonna go there, and that's your couple, and bye. And it was like, oh, I hear nothing. And they told me to quit my job because I was getting harassment for being a surrogate of of a gay man. And they said, quit your job. And then they didn't give me extra money. And you know, because I'm a single mom. And it was a whole, it was a whole crazy. I'll get into it later. But yeah, no. So they were. Those the kind mm, of the
1: bureaucratic issues that an agency has that you kind of find out the true colors once you're with the agency you don't find that out when you're kind of shopping around because they all talk it up big right but unless you do your due diligence um you've got to find an agency that that supports the surrogate just as much as it supports the intended parents you're not the the uh, check you're not the checkbook but you're the person who's creating life Right. so that check can be written to the agency so a right. little bit more weight needs to be put behind the surrogate and and support her that that's my big takeaway from her agency big
0: takeaway but my yeah. uh the second agency i went with i went with them twice because the first time they were so great and the second time they were so not uh so i'll get into that a- another day but uh basically yeah I did not feel supported in my last journey whatsoever. I know that they did everything from a legal standpoint to try to support me, but when it comes to what I was dealing with, that wasn't enough. And I didn't feel legally supported. I didn't feel emotionally supported. I didn't feel safe, which I brought up numerous times and If you go to a boss, this is the one thing I can't get past. If you were to go to your boss and say, I don't feel safe in this work environment, an investigation is immediately launched. It's taken so seriously. Things are looked into. Things are figured out. And I said that from the get-go after I found out I was pregnant with this last journey. And uh, it only got worse until literally after that baby left the delivery room.
1: Right. Because a lot of times I think in surrogacy, once the surrogate is pregnant, once the transfer is done, and you make it to that heartbeat, and you make it to where you're released from the fertility doctor, and you go to your OB, it's kind of a big sigh of, okay, we got here. It's a big sigh of relief. We got to this point. And then it's just like you're just another one. It's not every agency, we're not saying that, but it's almost just like, "You're okay, we've got eight of them now. Eight are pregnant, we're here, dude. And they just look at calendars, and they just move the pieces but there's a lot going on behind the scenes between couples, intended parents, and surrogates mm-hmm. that when brought to the forefront, agencies just don't know how to deal with it. There's, there's not enough experience, and I shouldn't even say that because surrogacy's been around for a while. They don't want to ruffle feathers with the people with the checkbooks. They don't. And we know that. We know that. Um, that was very evident in your last journey which she'll talk about in another um podcast but and we're not also saying we're not also that every please don't get it now i'm gonna i'm gonna preface this please don't get into surrogacy looking for a best friend your couple is not going to be your best friend unless you both work at that relationship and cultivate it and nurture it to where you both have a mutual respect for one another, for the process and journey that you're both going through.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Personalities can change. Delivery rooms can change on a dime. You know, just don't go into it looking for best friends. That comes with a good match. And that's another podcast we'll have, probably have to do as a, a the matching process there's like a billion (laughs) there are there are but we just wanted to touch on it kennedy introduced herself on this podcast and i believe in uh the next one's going to be kind of a summarization of my journeys and which will
0: which will be next week and then we'll go bi-weekly okay we're 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 making up for for when uh for when technology was not our friend because we were supposed to start a week ago
1: we were that's okay that's all right they understand but we um we enjoy you listening and we thank you for listening and hopefully you'll tune back in um and this is kennedy and ellen signing off from stop sit surrogate podcast
0: all right have a good night